five, four, three, two, one. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. My name is Will Johnson, UniteAmericaFirst.com. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know that. That's why I announced it. But hey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for liking, following, subscribing. We're going to talk about the, um, let, me, let, me, let me let it, little people, few people get on here before I actually say, say what that is. All right, we'll, we'll let a few people get on here because they, you know, they, because of their algorithms, because of the certain things that they do, they'll prevent people from hearing anything what's going on here. And I want to make sure that people hear this. So um, while, while we're getting on here, I want to play something for y'all really quick here. Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting and it's interesting to me. Look at this. (laughs) I can't take credit for it. I can't take credit. (laughs) That's pretty good. Come on now. You have to admit that's pretty good. Some people, some people get upset and say, how dare he? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. Okay, I think we have a couple people on here. Awesome. I'm not sure how many people they're going to allow to see my broadcast here. Um, hold on one second. I do have some things I want to share with you tonight. Last night, I just took phone calls and... But tonight I have a few things that I'm going to go over with you and I'm going to share with you. And hopefully, hopefully the way I titled this, they won't, you know, flag it. So if you would, please do me a favor, share this video. I have some stuff I want to share with you, some things that I'm going to point out what they are doing. The world that we live in. You know, you've heard that expression before. Things aren't what they seem. You ever heard that expression? Well, that's exactly what it is. And the Biden administration is constantly telling us, you know, what to believe, especially when it comes to the gas prices, when it comes to the economy, when it when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to the rest of the world, when it comes to, you know, stuff that we put in our bodies, we're supposed to believe everything that they tell us. When they've been caught in lie after lie after lie. So things are not what they seem. And you remember, President Trump used to call the Communist News Network fake news all the time because they were lying. They blatantly lied. Jen Psaki has been caught in so many lies. You would wonder that, you know, at some point that the mainstream media said, look, Psaki, you you said this yesterday and now you're saying this today. But they don't do that with her. But they, they've been here. I got I'm going to prove it to you tonight. But there's one particular lady that works for the Communist News Network that's asking this actually asking some tough questions. And maybe she's just doing it because she wants people to believe that she's a good reporter. I don't know, but it's a, it's a valid question. And you can te- you can kind of tell that Jen Psaki, it gets under her skin. It gets under her skin that this the, her name is Caitlin, if I'm not mistaken, from the Communist News Network. And she it gets under Jen Psaki's skin that she's asking this question. But before we get to that, I want to play something for you. You know, they're talking about that the inflation score came out, you know, from I guess they gathered the data from Florida uh, from Florida. Listen, from uh, February. And it comes out that is seven point nine percent and it's up. But guess who they're blaming? Guess who they're blaming? Russia, Russia, Russia. Of course, that's who they're blaming. Listen to this. A new inflation report from the federal government today shows the consumer price index up 7.9% over the last year. That's an increase that we have not seen in 40 years. That's an increase that we have not seen in 40 years. Let me ask everyone a question. If President Trump was in office right now and we had this happen, who do you think they would be blaming? Who do you think would say, come out and take the responsibility for it? President, if this was happening on the President Trump, President Trump would take the responsibility for it. 
He will also call out who's actually doing it and is not. Russia, Russia, Russia. Right? But they're blaming Russia for everything. President Trump called it out before we got to this point. What would happen? He talked about the gas prices going through the roof. He said it and it's happening, but they seem to grow amnesia and forget about that. This is the highest it's been in 40 years, people. Since January of 1982. Prices for food and housing up dramatically, not to mention record high energy costs, which have only gone up since Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone up since Russia invaded Ukraine, but they leave out the point that the food and all of this was already on the rise before Putin invaded Ukraine. It was already on the rise. They keep, they keep seeming to slip up or they keep leaving that part out. Why do they leave that out? They act as if you're not adult enough to understand that, or they, or they think that you're not going to remember that. They, they, their approach with us is that we're not intelligent enough or that we're not smart enough or we don't have memory spans long enough to remember that all of the price, the prices for the food. Cause remember, they were constantly asking Saki about the price for chicken, the price for pork and beef and pasta and everything else in the grocery store. And she kept trying to say it was, you know, the whole plan that they had in place. That was the reason for it. That's why they were blaming it. No, but it wasn't that either. It was because of their policies. Is because of what they were doing. You remember the ports? They got shut down. You remember that? President Biden blames Putin, saying, quote, today's inflation report is a reminder that Americans' budgets are being stretched by price increases and families are starting to feel the impacts of Putin's price hike. A large contributor to inflation this month was an increase in gas and energy prices as markets reacted to Putin's aggressive actions. Putin's price hikes. Putin's price hikes. So, of course, Peter Ducey, he asked Jen Psaki about Putin's price hikes. And, of course, she brushes it off, right? She brushes it off when he asked her. Listen, listen, let me just get to it. Listen, listen. Go ahead. Thank you. Why did you guys decide to rebrand the rise in gas prices as the hashtag Putin price hike? I mean, if you want to use that on Fox, I welcome that. But- I mean, if you want to use that on Fox, I welcome that. I mean, seriously, they, I mean, seriously, I just played it for y'all where the communist news network talking about the Biden administration calling the Putin price hikes. And now she's trying to act like it's not even there. I mean, these people can't even get their lives straight. Seriously. Let me go back. Let me listen. Since since Russia invaded Ukraine. President Biden blames Putin, saying, quote, today's inflation report is a reminder that Americans' budgets are being stretched by price increases and families are starting to feel the impacts of Putin's price hike. And she said, quote, she said, quote, and then Jen Psaki here, asked by Peter Ducey. Go ahead. Thank you. Why did you guys decide to rebrand the rise in gas prices as the hashtag Putin price hike? I mean, if you want to use that on Fox, I welcome that. I mean, he's asking the question because that's what they're saying. I mean, seriously, she's like, well, he didn't say that. If you want to use that, that's what she's alluding to here. I mean, so, I mean, seriously, not that I believe Communist News Network, but they love Biden, right? But they, they quoted him. Oh, I think it'll get a lot of airtime because we have heard the president warn for months the gas prices were rising because of the supply chain and because of post-pandemic demand. If you guys knew for months that this was going to be the hashtag Putin price hike, why are we just hearing that now? (laughs) Exactly. Because everything is blamed on Russia, Russia, Russia. Because Russia, Russia, Russia. Did everything wrong to America. The, the Biden administration Democrats can't take responsibility for their own actions. We've been talking about the prices for the longest now. And I learned today and I have to apologize because I didn't know this until today. And I saw a report where actually is four pipelines in the United States of America that the Biden administration, along with mind you, along with the oil drilling on federal lands, Biden shut down four pipelines along with the drilling on federal lands. Does anyone, I, I apologize. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I don't claim to know everything, but that was news to me. I'm like this, you know what? And that explains why it's so bad. 
Well, Peter, if we go back to six months ago. Okay, well, let's let's go back a little bit further than six months ago. Because longer than six months ago, even more than six months ago, we had issues within the stores. None of this is new, but she's going back six months. Listen to what she says. I don't think anybody was predicting we would be exactly where we are as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. As you know, that events in the world, including the invasion by Russia of a foreign country, does uh, prompt uh, instability and volatility in the global oil markets. And there are all sorts of different issues that can impact that. That's what we're seeing now. Outside economists and analysts have conveyed and said publicly that Russia's invasion, Russia's buildup of troops, President Putin's decision to do that very early this year led to a lot of the instability and volatility in the oil markets. So what about after January 21st, 2021? Why did did the gas go up then? Why did we have the issues then? And the gas started going up because he shut down the XL pipeline and he shut down federal drilling and and three other pipelines, shut them down. And then people were complaining about the gas, the the gas prices, along with the food prices there. I'm telling y'all, this is election year. Y'all need to pay attention. Y'all need to remember and don't forget who did this to you at the pump. You don't have to take my word for it. And we're not going to take her word for anything. Really, we're not. So therefore, if. President Putin's buildup of military troops is leading to volatility and an increase in oil and prices. Hence, you have a Putin pump, gas price pump. Okay. Uh, You and the the president are both talking. Thank you. You and the president are both talking about. Spit that out. You and the president are both talking about producing energy here, saying that oil and gas companies have 9,000 permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now. Would President Biden cut red tape? to make that possible. Would he cut the red tape to make it possible? Listen to her answer because as of right now, my producer sent this to me earlier, right before I came on that Biden, the Biden administration reached out to Saudi and the UAE to ask them to drill more oil. They won't even talk to Biden. Do you hear what do you hear what I'm telling you? It's so bad that they're saying we're not going to even talk to you. They what's going Hold on, I'm going to come back to that video. And I I was thinking about this earlier. And I don't know if anyone else has thought about this. But you know they're all talking about how Russia is collapsing, the economy is collapsing in Russia, the the, the Russian people are getting frustrated. All of these businesses are pulling out of Russia. But what do you think is what do you think? Think about this. Once they're they're cutting off the oil to us now and Biden is refusing to drill oil here because listen to what she says here, refusing to do oil here. What happens when he just says when they say completely no to drilling oil? And I'm going to prove it to you tonight that they are not going to unless their arms, unless their arms are twisted. Right. Because we're on election year. They may get closer and say, look, you know what? This is going to hurt us in election year. This election year, this is probably going to hurt us. But maybe we need to make a, a difference here and maybe we need to start drilling. Drill, baby, drill. Maybe they might start saying it because we're in election year. But I, I'm, but maybe. Ultimately, I think that they're not going to do that. I think they're going to destroy the nation. And because you have all these other nations not giving us the oil, they're going to refuse to do the oil here. And they're going to blame Russia, Russia, Russia for this. They're going to blame Russia and they're going to want all of us to believe that it was Russia and not anything that they had to do. Now, listen to this. What happens when they don't drill here in the United States of America and you have these other nations that they're begging oil from don't produce the oil? What happens when we run out? What happens if we run out of gas? If you start going to the gas pump and the gas pumps are saying pumps are shut down, pumps are closed. What do you think is going to happen? Looting. You thought the looting was bad after George Floyd. You haven't seen looting yet. When people can't get gas, they can't get to the work. They can't get to the grocery store. They can't get to basic places that they've no customer going to. And it's already difficult now because of the gas prices. It would, it could end up like mad max up in here all because they have done this to this nation. Every chaos that has happened 
since 2020 has happened because of the left. Every single chaos, and there's some rhinos involved, but every chaos has been generated and created by them. Now listen to her response about them getting oil companies here in the United States of America to drill. What red tape needs to be cut when they have the permits, uh, they have the capacity to do it? What's holding them up? Okay, what's holding them up is that the permits that they have are for locations that don't have oil. They've already, that's already been reported. I'm not making that up. That's already been reported. They, they, they want the, the locations that they have oil. They will not allow them to drill there. Same thing like with federal lands. They would not allow them to drill there. Open it up so our gas will go down, but they don't want to do that because they want to all force all of us over to electric vehicles. President Biden think that each of these 9,000 leases that are available have oil or gas in them because industry experts are saying that uh, that accusation is is a complete red herring. Some permits are viable and some are not. And that when you say that, this represents a fundamental misunderstanding as to how this process works. Well, first of all, the nearly 60% of leased acres remain non-producing. That's a lot uh, in the range of 20 million acres. So there are 9,000 uh, unused approved permits to drill in. They should not require that should not require us inviting them to do that. Listen to this. This is very important. Listen to this. They should do well, that themselves. They the, the additional permits. So would the president? What additional permits do they need? There's no. The, they have the leases are there. The permits are there. I don't think they need an embroidered invitation to drill. That is, they are oil companies. It's what is what is happening? What is happening? But what is ha- the permits have been granted, Peter? What is ha- what is happening mm-hmm. here? is that we are seeing these are private sector companies. We recognize that. Many of them are making record profits. We see that. That is all publicly available data. They have pressure to return cash to investors and their shareholders. What we're saying right now is there is a war. We're asking them to to uh, go uh, use the, the approved permits, use the unused space, and go uh, get more supply out of the ground in our own country. Okay, and then just a quick yes or no, because there's a lot of gray area here. Oh. Is a restart of the Keystone XL construction completely off the table as long as Joe Biden is president? It's yes or no. It's really a yes or no question. And her answer, what she's not going to say, the answer is no, as long as he's president, it's not on the table. Well, why don't you tell me what that would help address? I'm asking you if it is an option. You guys say all options are on the table. Is restarting Keystone Construction one of them? If we're trying to bring about more supply, that does not address any problem. It's supply from Canada, a friendly ally, instead of that, Saudi Arabia. That's already or that's or, we're already getting that oil, Peter. It's the listen, listen. This is very important here. This is extremely important. Listen to what she says. She's going to say we're already getting that oil, and we're talking about the XL pipeline. Listen. Supply from Canada, a friendly ally, instead of that, Saudi Arabia. That's already or Iran. that's we're already getting that oil, Peter. It's the the pipeline is just a delivery mechanism. The pipeline is just a delivery mechanism. So. Why, why would we not want to use that delivery mechanism to get more oil? You understand? He's saying that we because they shut it down, we can't get the oil. And Trudeau, he's an idiot. He was he was slightly upset until they told him to get back in line. But she said it's a transport mechanism. Listen to her. It's very important. That, of Saudi that's already or that's or, we're already getting that oil, Peter. It's the the pipeline is just a delivery mechanism. It is not an oil field, so it does not provide more supply into the system. It doesn't supply more. Wait a minute. She just said it was a delivery mechanism. Does anyone catch this stuff? Does anyone catch it when she says this stuff? She said it's a delivery mechanism. It's not an oil field. But listen to it. Problem. It's supply from Canada, a friendly ally, instead of that, Saudi Arabia. That's already or Iran. that's or, we're already getting that oil, Peter. We're already getting that oil, Peter. Peter, it's the the pipeline is just a delivery mechanism. It's just a delivery mechanism. Where does it get delivered to? The United States. 
It was come down. It is not an oil field, so it does not provide more supply into the system. It, it does it not address. Is it possible that Joe Biden will ever say you there's, guys can go ahead with construction of Keystone XL? There's no plans for that, and it would not address any of the problems we're having currently. Go yes, it would. Because soon as he that's then why shut it down? Then what's the purpose of shutting it down? I mean, why? I mean, because we all know it was going to help. It was, I think it was 11,000 jobs that they end up shutting down. And to prove the point that Biden, this one, you know what? Biden kept his promise. He kept his promise. Yeah, y'all hear me say it. Biden kept his promise. Listen to this. Listen. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. No, you hear him. Y'all just heard him. He said that when he was debating Bernie Sanders, socialist Bernie Sanders, and it's music to Bernie Sanders ears. And Bernie Sanders probably mad today because he's not in that position. Bernie Sanders been saying it. He's been screaming about shutting it all down. But they they they're like, but they didn't want Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders was already labeled as a socialist and communist. Now, the red line. Let's talk about the red line in. Ukraine. Now they're talking now. This is this is really amazing here because there's been videos and I've seen these videos and people many people have seen these videos where they showed these biological labs in Ukraine. Even the Communist News Network, and I couldn't find that video. I should have saved that video. Even the Communist News Network did a report about the biological labs in Ukraine. Communist News. I should have, I'm kicking myself because I don't have that video. I'm going to see if I can find it. But they did a video on it, a report talking about the biological labs. And now Saki is saying that there are no biological labs in Ukraine. She's literally saying this. Now the red line, if they, if it, they happen to use biological warfare, they're asking if Russia use it because they're saying that because she's saying that, of course, Ukraine doesn't have it. So if it happens, it would be Russia. They're saying if Russia use them, will that be the red line for Biden? And will he cross it? If, if they cross that red line, what do you think the answer is? Thank you. Uh, I wanted to follow up on your tweet yesterday about being on the lookout for Russia to use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine and possibly creating false flag operations to use them. What is the evidence to back that up beyond what you said in the tweet that it's a pattern from Russia? Is there, is there more to this than it just being a pattern for them? Well, they have a large uh, biological <coughs> chemical weapons program. Uh, so it's a pattern, but they also have the capacity. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into specific intelligence. We look at all of those factors. Um, and we also know, and one of the reasons, one of the, the, the main issue that prompted my Twitter thread yesterday was that uh, Russia has a history also of inventing outright lies like this, which is the suggestion that the United States has a chemical and biological weapons program, or Ukraine does, that they're operating. You hear this? So she's saying that they don't have one because she's saying that Russia is doing propaganda saying that Ukraine has a biological lab. Listen. Russia is the one, is the country that has a chemical and biological weapons program. So uh, the objective... Not Ukraine, but Russia. ...objective uh, was to uh, make clear uh, the inaccuracy of the information, the misinformation they're trying to put out. You see that? They always go to those key words misinformation, disinformation, or misleading. Uh, and make clear to the world that they not only have the capacity, they have a history of using chemical and biological weapons, and that uh, in this moment we should have our eyes open for that possibility. Would use of chemical or biological weapons be a red line for the president in terms of direct U.S. involvement in the war over there? We are di A direct, okay? Now, this is this is so important for everyone to pay attention to what she says here. It's so important because she just asked if they use the chemical weapons because they're, they're saying that's only going to be Russia if it happens. They're blaming Russia already. Russia, Russia, Russia. Already. If they use it, is that the red line for Biden to actually do something to get involved with the military? We are directly involved. We are providing a billion dollars in security assistance. We are the largest provider of that. We are providing humanity. 
with the U.S. military going and engaging in Ukraine and fighting a war against Russia, we don't have an, any intention uh, to uh, to do that. So basically, if there's if they cross cross the red line, then so be it. Cross the red line. There's nothing we're going to do about it. Literally saying that's exact. That's what I'm hearing. They're not going to do anything about them crossing the red line if they do this. So Putin can go as far as he want to go. There's no no stopping him. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Darlene. Go ahead. Last one. One other one. Um, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the director, told Congress today that his agency underestimated the Ukrainian military's preparedness and will to fight. Uh, is that the assessment? Does the White House share that assessment? We do, and I, and I think, Darlene, the world does. I mean, I think when we saw the preparations of President Putin and the Russian military on the borders of Ukraine. Uh, we saw the power of the Russian military. We saw the intentions of President Putin. And I don't think anyone anticipated uh, the level of courage, of bravery, of capacity to fight back uh, that we have seen in the country. At the same time, we've also seen some miscalculations by President Putin as well uh, in terms of that capacity and willingness, uh, but also uh, in terms of their own planning and logistics of their military. But they don't talk about the misconfigurations calculations by the Ukrainian government. Listen to this one. Still talking about this, this red line, because she's asked a question again about the red line. Cause she kind of avoided saying that we're doing stuff. We're doing stuff, but they're not doing anything. They, they do. They, they're, they're, they're hurting the people there. And this is a different type of war that's going on right now. Would president Biden let a chemical weapons attack in Ukraine go? Okay, let me take it back. So this 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 is the lady I was telling everyone in the beginning when I first started. She works for CNN, the Communist News Network. Her name is Caitlin, and she's asking a question, and Jen Psaki's going to get agitated with her. Why didn't they? It's like either she's trying to act like she's a good reporter now, or she's just starting to figure out that maybe we did the wrong thing. Caitlin. Thanks, Jen. I just want to be totally clear. Are you saying if Russia does conduct a chemical weapons attack in Ukraine, there will not be a military response from the United States? I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. What we're saying right now is they have the capacity and the capabilities. I'm also not going to get into intelligence. But the president's intention of sending U.S. military to fight in Ukraine against Russia has not changed. But that sounds like even if there is a chemical weapons attack, that calculus will not change. So I just want to be clear on what the U.S. response would be. Again, there has not been a chemical weapons attack. We are conveying to all of you what the capacity and the capabilities of Russia are, uh, what steps they have taken in the past. Let's hope we are not having a discussion about that. But the president and our NATO partners have not changed their assessment about their plans to send U.S. troops in. So no matter what. If there, if it gets to that point, Putin can go. Actually, that's the way I see it. They're giving Putin to go ahead. If if he's going to use chemical warfare, it's giving him the, the go ahead. But see, I don't, I don't believe anything that she's saying. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the left. And it could very well be people, these these labs that these videos that I've seen from the Communist News Network, these biological weapon labs that they have in Ukraine, that's, that was on CNN. It was on CNN. If they do decide to use them and they, they kill civilians, they're automatically going to blame Russia. But she's saying, based on her, her response here, is that regardless, if it happens, the United States of America is going to continue doing what they're doing right now, along with NATO, and sit back and watching this country collapse. Would President Biden let a chemical weapons attack in Ukraine go unanswered by the United States? The answer is, the, the, the simple answer is yes. But listen how Saki answers it. And I'm telling you, Saki's going to get agitated with her. We have not let anything go unanswered that uh, President Putin has done to date. We have not let anything go unanswered to date, any steps that President Putin has taken to date. What that would look like, I can't give you an assessment of that from here at this one, point. One other question. The U.S. says their assessment is that Ukraine has planes that they could use. They don't think it would be effective to send more aircraft to Ukraine right now. 
Ukrainian President Zelensky has pleaded for more aircraft, saying that they desperately need it. So I guess the question is, how do you square the U.S. assessment with what President Zelensky, who is on the ground in Ukraine, says that he needs for his air force? So he's asking, he's pleading, send us planes, send us planes. And they don't want to do that because if they have planes and they do something in Russia, they're afraid that Putin is going to look at it and the rest of the world will look at it that, hey, the American, the United States of America causes to happen. And if you ask me, not that you're asking me, but I'm going to tell you anyways, the left, like I told you in the beginning, and I've been saying this, the left has created every crisis that we've seen. They have created every crisis. This crisis was happening in Ukraine and Russia would not be happening if President Trump was in office. Biden lifted sanctions right when it, right in the beginning of his administration. He lifted sanctions and Putin and Russia. That's why we are where we are today. They did this. They don't want to take responsibility for it. President Trump had it under control. Didn't want to take responsibility. So they're wanting to make it look like they're they're. Let me say this. They're trying to push it so bad onto Putin that they want Putin to retaliate in a certain way. Then that way they can say, look world it's Putin. We've told you all along. It's been Putin. He is a tyrant in my opinion, but they're, they're poking this bear until he reacts the way they want him to react. And that they're going to get to a point to where that bear is going to have his back up against the wall, just like any other creature or man or whatever it is on the planet you back the creature up to a wall that creature whatever it is will want to fight its way out that's that's just that's just that's not even it's not even it's more than just human nature it's just nature period listen to her response about this well, I would say first, the U.S. military is one of the best militaries in the world. Uh, what we're basing our assessment on is both our intelligence assessment and the assessment of our military experts, who have been, of course, in touch with uh, their counterparts in Ukraine and our NATO allies and partners. And so, if we if if we've been in contact with our counterparts in NATO and Ukraine or Ukraine rather, and they're saying that, Hey, we need the airplanes, but Zelensky is saying that we need the airplanes. Are we supposed to believe that the counterparts are saying we don't need the planes? What they assessed was that adding aircraft to the inventory is not likely to significantly change the effectiveness of the Ukrainian air force relative to Russian capabilities. The Ukrainian air force has several squadrons of fully mission capable aircraft. And although Russian air capabilities are significant, their, their effectiveness has been limited due to Ukrainian strategic operational and tactical ground-based air defense system. Basically Ukraine, you're screwed. Ukraine, you're screwed. The the Biden administration is making sure that you're going to be you're hung. You're going to you're out the hung to dry. I'm certain you're, you're done. You're you're. I mean seriously, that's exactly what she's saying. Basically saying that you getting more planes is not going to make a difference. So basically, instead of giving us the planes for Russia to destroy them, we'll just hang on to the planes and watch Russia go ahead and still do it. So basically, don't worry about having a. We'll give you somewhat of a fighting chance surface to air missiles surface to air missiles will give you a fighting chance listen to her missiles and man pads and so one of the uh so the other detail is how are we going to continue to provide assistance that is helpful to them and most effective and most useful to them in this moment and our the assessment of our military uh, has been that continuing to provide defensive assistance and materials in that form is what is most useful and effective at this point in time <laughs> Okay, still talking about the red line. Another reporter in the press conference. I know, I know, people are like, "Oh my goodness, I can't stand this woman," but she, she's, she's literally lying to all of us. And I, I you know, I don't. I, for me, I would be concerned. You know, just blatantly lying over and over like that. But she's not concerned because she goes out and lie. Who's gonna fire? Her? Right. Who's going to fire her? Her boss is who? Biden and Biden. I mean, he's so incompetent. I mean, he's probably napping every time she's out there talking. Listen, this is the again about the red line. She's asked a third time about the red line. 
Go ahead. Jeff, you said earlier to one of my colleagues that nothing that Russia has done so far in terms of this invasion has gone unanswered when you were being asked about bio and chemical weapons. Obviously, none of what we have done to answer Russia has steered them from continuing this invasion. So why not consider some alternate strategy to communicate to Russia the consequence if they are to do a bio or chemical weapon strike inside Ukraine? Yeah. Why not let them know, say, hey, you, this, is, this is crossing the line here. They're not going to do that. Why? Because the Biden administration is weak. President Trump, this wouldn't be, this wouldn't even be happening in the first place with President Trump. We already know this. We already established this, right? The left, they try to say something otherwise, but we already know. Putin waited four years. Even the, the, the leftists, the leaders, they all waited four years until they got rid of President Trump to proceed with this insanity on the planet. Listen to her response. And like what? I'm, a, I'm asking you, in other words, why not communicate? You, you won't say if it's a red line, right? Because you won't say that it's not our intention right now. So let me start there. Is, is there any red line for Russia that the U.S. would have some involvement where the military entered in Ukraine? I'm not going to get into red lines from here, Peter. What I would tell you is that when, when I said we have not got, let anything go unanswered, what I mean is that we have amped up a range of military and security assistance, a historic amount to Ukraine, in, including a range of defensive weapons, which we've expedited the delivery. Even in the last 10 days, we've, we've delivered about $240 million of that. And also we've provided a range of humanitarian assistance, and we have basically crushed the Russian economy, which where the, where the stock market is not even open. So it's it's inaccurate to suggest it's gone unanswered. We have taken all those steps and rallied the world. And I'm not saying it's gone unanswered. You say it's gone unanswered. We've witnessed the answer in the form of sanctions. I'm saying, given the potential that you've indicated that Russia could uh, use a bio or chemical weapons strike there, why wouldn't the U.S. communicate to them something that is not an answer, but instead preemptive to communicate the consequence if they are to take what would be a horrific, uh, this war to a horrific new level? You know, her problem is that she she knows what he's asking her, but she's completely deflecting. She's completely deflecting about the point of like, you know, saying, well, we've we've taken actions. We've done sanctions. That should be enough. But apparently it's not enough. And that's what he's saying. And she knows that's what he's saying. All of you know, that's what he's saying. But she's deflecting. And the reason why she's deflecting, because she doesn't want everyone to believe that they're weak. The Biden administration is 100% weak. Had it been President Trump, we wouldn't even be in this situation. The president's first and most important objective is the national security and interests of the United States and being clear and direct with the American people. He has been clear and direct with the American people. He is not intending to send U.S. troops to fight in Ukraine against Russia to start another war, that that would be an escalatory step that would not be in our national security interests and not in the interests of NATO. Right. He doesn't want to start it. So they're going to poke the bear and they're going to do everything they can to get him to actually start it. So then that way they can tell the world community, look, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. The warfare is different than it was since World War II. The warfare is different since Vietnam. The warfare is different. They're literally crippling the nation. They're literally crippling them. And they're seeing that it's happening. Saudi Arabia and all these other nations seeing this happening. And we're going to asking these other nations for oil, like I mentioned earlier. And they're not, and they're not, they won't even talk to Biden. That says a lot. And Biden will, and the, the Saki and the rest of the Democrats, the latest would love for everybody in the world to believe that the United States of America, what they are doing right now, that they are just like, they're the ones in the right here. You have to think about this. People are talking about, yes, we need to do the sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. But these women and children and the, and these, these even innocent men, the elderly, they have nothing to do with this. These are people on the planet that's getting affected by it. And imagine their stock market has been closed for eight days now. And then what's going to happen with their grocery stores there? What's going to happen? There's going to be looting that's going to start happening because people are going to become desperate. And they're doing this because they want the people to get angry enough to overthrow the government. I'm telling you, this is exactly what's going down here. They want the people in Russia to overthrow their government because so they can get rid of Putin. Not that he needs to be there, but it's just the point that Biden, they all of them are doing this to the people in Russia. 
they're causing them to have misery. It has nothing to do with Putin. And at the same time, they're causing for us, for us here in the United States of America to have misery. If you think that the grocery store, the gas and the food and all that is going to level off within the next couple of days, then you're sadly mistaken. If they keep going down this path, it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. What we have conveyed is Russia's capabilities, their capacities, and their pattern of using chemical and biological weapons. And so what does he say, then, that's the message to the American people. His responsibility to them, of course, is, is before any other. What does he say to Vladimir Putin if those at the head of the Russian government are considering that? What do you say to them watching right now? Yeah, what do you say to them watching right now that if you use biological warfare, what do you say to them right now? We have been very clear, and our actions have been the evidence of this, that there will be significant consequences for every escalatory step that is taken by President Putin and the Russian government. Now, watch. Now she's going to pull out a list. There's a ladder. You know, they have to, we have to go through this ladder. We have to do certain things. Again, if President Trump was there, it'd be different. Follow this then very quickly as it relates to the bigs. You guys have said you close the door on supplying combat aircraft to Ukraine right now, the transfer of MiGs. We heard from the Pentagon, your colleague there, John Kirby, mm-hmm. said it was high risk. Mitt Romney today said there was a sentiment that we're fearful about what Putin might do and what he might consider an escalation. It's time for him to be fearful of what we might do. Why is it not a risk, a higher risk, to wait? And, you know, I completely understand what he's asking, but she's going to be she's going to act like she's completely oblivious. Right. And she does this. She does this very well. She gets right down and listen to the very last thing that they're saying and be like, oh, oh, I'm, let me let me say it here. Basically, what he just said. Is that they Russia, instead of us being afraid of what Putin will do, Putin should be afraid of what the United States of America would do. But Putin's not afraid. Because Trump is out of the way. Trump is out of the way. So he's not afraid of the United States. And that's what it really comes down to. And she doesn't understand the question. Listen. To wait to what? To we're not supplying, to, to not act in providing MiGs to the Ukrainian country. We said that's a high risk. Why is that a higher risk than not providing them? We're already witnessing civilians die as we speak. Well, I would say what our assessment is based on is how to prevent a world war here, Peter, which is a significant um, weight that the intelligence community, the uh, Defense Department, and the President of the United States weighs at every moment in time. And they weigh, and I would note that that there was also... Here Here come the list. I thought a very interesting comment that was made that is important, I think, for people to understand how we look at this, which is that there's an escalation ladder, right? And there's a difference between an anti-tank weapon, a shoulder-fired missile, an aircraft, and a fighter jet that could cross a border and actually conduct operations on Russian soil. So how we assess things is how what kind of assistance can we provide that will be the most impactful, if humanly, uh, most, most impactful in protecting, defending, providing assistance to the Ukrainian people as they are fighting courageously and boldly. We are also t- trying to prevent ourselves from taking steps that would be further escalatory. I don't think we have held back in any capacity in providing assistance, having the backs of the Ukrainians, but we are not going to do things that we think are in, not in the interest of the United States or our NATO allies. Or NATO. And so they're not going to do anything until they get the go-ahead from NATO. And NATO's already basically put it out there saying that, you know, we're not going to do anything. It's already out there. They're all talking about it. They're all saying, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. It's terrible. Just sitting alley by watching. Let me say something else, too. And I keep thinking about it and I keep forgetting to mention it. Saki. The the Democrats, the Biden administration. They're asking Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, which are all allies for with Russia, they're asking all of them, begging them for oil right now, begging them for oil. And from what I'm just from what I read earlier, Saudi Arabia and the the, uh, the UAE, if I'm not mistaken, is part of Iran. They won't even talk to Biden. So now it looks like he's going to try to go to Venezuela. And I don't know if Venezuela is going to go along with it because they're allies with Russia. And that they're telling him all no. And 
so think this is the point I want to get to. They are wanting to spend billions of dollars, send billions of dollars to Iran, to Saudi Arabia, to Venezuela, but they don't want to take that billions of dollars and put it into oil companies here in the United States of America. Did anyone picture that? Did anyone pick up on that? She literally said it. And I think I, I, I meant to play it. I think maybe do I still have it here? I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's in this one here, but she, at one point she was, she straight up says that they're, they, they're like, they're trying to get oil. They're in negotiation, getting oil from other nations, meaning that we're going to spend billions of dollars with other nations instead of just putting the money into the American economy. It's, it's really bizarre. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. We just heard you say again that you think inflation is going to be temporary. We've heard you say that it was going to be temporary since last spring. So how long do you guys think temporary is? Well, Forever until we say, you know, otherwise. But temporary is a long, 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 long time. Well, again, Peter, I think what we do is we rely on the assessments of the Federal Reserve and of outside economic analysts who give an assessment of how long it will last. The expectations and their assessment at this point continues to be that it will moderate by the end of the year. There's also no question that when a foreign dictator invades a foreign country and when that foreign dictator is the head of a country that is the third largest supplier of oil in the in the world, that that is going to have an impact. And it is. And so to that point, inflation goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin forever? So I played that earlier. The tools they need, uh, 9,000 unused permits. They have the uh, the capacity they need to go. Uh... So, again, I, and I asked that question, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, they're wanting to, they're asking, they're constantly asking these other nations for oil. And they don't want to, they don't want to spend money on companies here. Let me play, let me play something else here. We're we're getting close here. You know, Kamala Harris went to Poland, right? And while she was in Poland, she was asked a question about immigration and about what what should be done or what what some things you think, you know, could help. What can the United States, what can, uh, you know, you being a VP from the United States, what can you do to help or give suggestions for immigration? The lady asked a question, one of the reporters and Kamala Harris doesn't have a clue on how to answer it. Why? Probably because, for one, she's never actually gone to our border and assessed anything. Not a single time. So now they're asking her about immigrants going across. I mean, she's a total embarrassment. She's literally an embarrassment. Check this out. I had to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town, who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? Yeah, is with America. Now, she's at, she's talking directly to Kamala Harris. She's talking direct to, directly to her, asking her this question. And then she's going to ask the the representative from Polish, I guess the president, sorry, the president from Polish, she's going to ask him a, a question as well. But watch Camilla Harris. And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. So the question goes to Camilla Harris first. And for those of you that are listening in, there's going to, there's a pause here and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it back just a little bit a second where she asked that little last question. And I want you to listen to the pause and then listen to Camilla Harris. For those of you, for those of you watching, watch Camilla Harris expression. You think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Here's a pause. Now she's looking at him. He's looking at her. He's, He's waiting on her to respond. And she's laughing. A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) What is, what is, someone tell me what that means. A friend in need, in this situation, a friend in need 
is a friend indeed. I mean, what what does that mean in this situation? And then she's cackling, hackling, just like Hillary Rodden Clinton. I mean, she she's out of her depth. She doesn't even know how to answer the question. I, I mean, seriously, if, I could do a better job. I mean, seriously, on, put on the spot like that. I mean, she had to know that question probably coming up or who's prepping or something. But if, even then, I wasn't prepped. I'm not prepped. I would say, you know what? The United States of America is going to do everything they can to help out everybody in this situation. What's happening is dire need. We need to help out women, children. We need with clothes. We need food. We need blankets. We need shelter. I mean, so we're going to do everything we can. We're going to work with the Polish government to make sure that we can put stuff in place. If they need assistance, we're going to be there for them, for these for these people that's in harm's way. But she can't do that. She goes on hackling like, oh, ha, 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 ha. This was a this was a grand plan. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I okay, so. And then she put in, you go, you go, you go. Because I don't know how to answer this. I don't know how to answer it. And then she's going to wait for him to give an answer or reply. And then she'll come back and then she'll say something else. All right, we're here at the end, but I want to play something else for y'all. I want to play this again because I think it's really important that y'all know because some of y'all still haven't seen this. Y'all need to know who this man really is. And I don't care. I think this was this was years ago, but he has the same mindset, the same attitude today. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? And um, he's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. Is that right? He is as good a man as God ever created. If- he is as good as man as God ever created. Now y'all know why. They did what they did in 2020. Now y'all know why. Because of people like him. People like him is the reason why. Thank you, everybody, for all the blessings. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for helping me keeping this going. See you tomorrow. God bless. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this broadcast thank you so much do me a favor subscribe to this podcast subscribe to it share this everywhere you can we are viewer and listener supported anything you can do to help us out is greatly appreciated head on over to unite america first.com thank you again and god bless